When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets Hello class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 4, Episode 22, Chapter Titled Learning to Fly. And what is this? What is what? What is this episode chapter? It's the final chapter. Oh, yeah. Of Season 4. Yes, it's the season finale. Yes. Which came out of nowhere for me. What do you mean? I didn't realize it was a season finale until like a couple days ago. Really? Yeah. We have... I don't know why, because we've been doing season four for forever. That's true. It's just, I know this episode, and it didn't seem very finale-like to me. Oh, it's not very finale-like. This is very... What have you been up to, Danya? <laughs> I feel like a lot. Like, I like think... What? I don't know. Yesterday was Halloween. Uh-huh. Uh, so we did Halloween stuff, surprisingly. I, you're You're leaving the really important stuff out of this whole conversation last week (laughs) we did a podcast on friday yes on friday we had no idea what was in store for us that is true on saturday what did we do we got together with um alden's family for one of our nephew's birthdays and we um we're doing like a socially distant like picnic around a fire type thing and we had my baby nephew with us because we're very adventurous um so we all went and we were all hanging out and talking and uh alden's sister had brought their new dog and i was like you didn't bring the pig too and her daughter who has the pig was like no you can have the pig And I was like, wait, what? What do you mean? And she's like, do you want the pig? Because you can have the pig. Now, I have never wanted a pig. That's not a dream animal for me. But I do not like it if animals are not wanted or are in situations where maybe they aren't as happy as they could be. So... We got a pig. We got a pig. (laughs) Tanya was like, should we get a pig? And I said, no. And then the next day we had a pig. (laughs) He didn't say no. I did say no. (laughs) What you said was, we can't get a new microwave. How are we going to take care of a pig? And then his niece was like, well, I have all this food and stuff for it. And then she was like, and we keep the pig in the bathroom all the time. And I was like, they keep the pig in the bathroom all the time. It's not their fault. Their dog just didn't get along with it. So they were, to protect the pig, they kept it in the bathroom. And I was like, but they keep it in the bathroom. And then we went and got the pig. Well, Caden, we hadn't made a decision. Caden made a decision when he went on Let Go, the yard sale app, and bought an igloo doghouse with his own money and was like, I got an igloo doghouse for the pig. That's when the decision was made. Mm. But... I do love the pig. He's very lovable. Yeah. So pigs are super, super smart. And Mm -hmm. it's so fun to watch them be smart, even when they're trying to break out of their pen. (laughs) It's He is so cute and he's so strong. It's just I don't think I ever understood how multifaceted a pig was. Um, And he is just a joy. I love I love him so much. So now we have chickens. And a pig in our backyard. <laughs> two dogs, two hermit crabs. <laughs> Tanya wants goats. Caden wants ducks. Uh, I don't even. So, quick story, just to kind of describe how our life, my life, feels at this point. <laughs> we're sitting in bed the other night watching something. I don't remember what we're watching, but from our bedroom door, we can see like half of the hallway. So we see Aubrey go take the pig out because it was time to take the pig out and he wasn't outside yet. So she goes to take the pig out for the night so that he can go to the bathroom and come back in just like a dog because this is our life. She picks it up. It starts screaming like it's squealing and squealing and squealing, but that's normal. But as she gets closer and closer to the back door, we can hear him just like screaming now like it's like out of control. Then our other dog gets out of her crate 
runs towards them. So we see her disappear into the hallway, mm-hmm. starts barking like crazy. We hear a boom, 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 boom. <laughs> we hear Aubrey go, ah! We hear the pig squealing. We see it tip, 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 tappering down the hall back to the room with the dog chasing it barking <laughs> with Aubrey chasing both of them going, come back! <laughs> <laughs> and I turned to Tanya and I went, what the fuck has happened to our life? <laughs> it was like a like a three act play played out in seconds. It was absolutely like something that you see in a sitcom that you go, that was a little bit over the top. It wasn't though. Like it was actually reality and it was happening in our house and it was such an odd moment. It was so surreal. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, we got a pig. And the moral of the story is... What's the moral? If someone offers you a pig, just take it. Uh, Do keep in mind that uh, a lot of people get pigs Mm -hmm. and think that they're going to stay tiny and cute forever and then end up getting rid of pigs. So it's actually like, really do your research before you get a pig. Right. That's not going to happen in our case, but we were prepared for that outcome. Mm -hmm. We, I thought that this pig was going to get huge. Turns out it is actually a mini pig, which... I didn't know existed. Me either. By all accounts on the internet, like people are sold mini pigs, air quotes, all Mm -hmm. the time. And then the pig gets older and gets gigantic and you can't do anything with it. So they get rid of it or they mistreat it or they kill it. Mm -hmm. Um, So don't just get a pig. Definitely research it. But then get a pig. Because they're delightful. Yeah. I mean, so... Like, I follow Alexa Bliss on Instagram and stuff, and she has a pig, and she's just always posting stuff with the pig, and it's so funny. But it's a real pig. Like, mm-hmm. she has it it's sleep in big. bed with her and everything. Um, That's adorable. Well, not anymore. Now she's got Ryan Cabrera in her bed, which is, is a different I, kind what? of pig altogether. <laughs> when I worked retail... I loved, like, retail music. Like, it was just, like, a normal thing for me. Like, everyone would be like, I hate our music. I'm like, I love it so much. Like, it's just the way that it is. Like, I love the specific songs that every store plays in a retail setting. Except when I worked for Jim Burry, they had a Ryan Cabrera song that they played once an hour. And it was the worst song I've ever heard in my life. And I just can't stand ryan cabrera that said based on social media which is what it is she seems super happy so whatever good for them but i do think this is a two episode streak of bringing up alexa bliss in the middle of our podcast Mm -hmm. so anyway um what else have we done um well we got a pig we did halloween yesterday was halloween and then we were like fully prepared for nothing like not doing anything which is I think more sad for me than anyone, Halloween is my favorite because I didn't really get to celebrate it when I was a kid. So the moment I had kids and could take them trick-or-treating, it was like the highlight of my year every single year. I love it so much. Well, obviously, this year, like, that was not an option. Thanks, COVID. Um, and, and all of our kids are older so Thanks, like COVID. <laughs> Finley, Finley would have been the only one trick or treating and um, coming up to Halloween, we had discussed a couple different options, like doing a get together with his cousins coming over where we put the office on the projector and we do like office themed foods and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, it just wasn't quite panning out the way we expected. And then our neighborhood put out a thing that was like, we're making a map of houses that are willing to do like a socially distant trick or treat. Our neighborhood doesn't usually do Halloween because we don't have sidewalks and we don't have street lights, and we're back in the woods. So it's not like houses are spaced pretty far apart. Yeah. So it's not like everyone goes to other neighborhoods to go trick or treating. Mm-hmm. So this year, um, one of our neighbors put this whole thing together. She set up a Google Doc and made a Google map of all of the houses in the neighborhood that were going to put out a table with sanitized bags of candy on it um, so that, you know, if people needed to drive from house to house, they could. And so I told Finley he was going to basically be in charge of that, making the bags, wiping down the bags, setting up the table, doing all of that. And he still seemed very forlorn. Um, but his cousins came over to go trick-or-treating yesterday and ended up 
we had like three of the houses in our neighborhood that are close by were doing trick-or-treating as well. And one of them did a zip line where they zip lined candy down and then the kids were the only ones who really touched it. Like the, the neighbor was wearing gloves. Um, and then there was a, like, they just, they really did a great job. So Finley got to trick or treat a few houses and spend some time with his cousins and it ended up being a really, really nice Halloween. And I was really pleased with it. I think one of the coolest things to come out of this, like adapting to the weirdness is how communities come together and figure out ways to make things joyful for the kids. And this was one of them. Come together. <laughs> I gotta stop because the Beatles will sue us. Um, oh, what else did you do this week? I I caught up on Critical Role. Uh huh. So now I'm convinced that every podcast needs dice sounds in it. So it would make it makes every podcast better. <laughs> I did just roll a twenty. So uh, I killed a monster. Um. Anyway, it's so good. Everybody listen to it and watch it. And but apparently only the second campaign. Yeah, I say just watch the second campaign because, um, you know. Which I have now started and it is delightful. It is delightful. Anyway, uh, what else did we do? We watched we- Boy Meets World. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. Sorry. We, we also watched Boy Meets World and screamed into the microphone laughing. <laughs> laugh, laughing. Oh, boy, what a week. Um we watch Boy Meets World season four, episode twenty-two, chapter titled. Oh, we need to make one more thing very clear. Goodness gracious! Um, so Mike, one of our friends of the show, uh, listener, hi, fi Mike. Uh, he texted me the other day because he found out that we got a pig, and he said that if we did not name the pig Little Cory, that it was a missed opportunity. No. Oh. And I very much agree with him, but the pig already had a name. His name was Chandler. Um. So we rolled an eight on that name. <laughs> so we we did not get to name the pig Little Cory. I'm very sorry. I know I, everyone is disappointed. I do wonder how quickly it would adapt to a new name. I don't think it really reacts to Chandler anyway. So um, the kids would not be able to adapt to a new name. That's true. That's they annoy seven. me. With that's his a name. seven on changing the name. Um, we watch Boy Meets World season mm-hmm. four, episode twenty-two, chapter titled. What? I'm just trying to get chapter? to it because what? We're forever into this episode, and we still haven't brought up the show. Learning to fly. If this was like a YouTube video, there would be somebody in the comments who was like, mm, 1217 is when they actually start talking about Boy Meets World, if you want to skip all the bullshit. Well, the problem is you keep watching a podcast that's on YouTube. And there's someone in the comments every time that says that. Skip all the ads. Sam does a dumb read. Rolled an 18. Anyway, this episode was directed by Jeff McCracken and it was written by Jeff Sherman. Mm-hmm. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Mm-hmm. The blurb for season four, episode 22, Learning to Fly, is Corey and Eric face different yet similar challenges. Not a bad blurb, Disney Plus. Yeah, it's okay. Left it to the imagination. I was going to make one up, but this time change has me feeling a little sluggish and... Yeah, that extra hour of sleep was a killer. It really is. I think the more sleep I get, the more tired I am. Oh, it's just a gross day. Um, so, classroom and I, Tanya, for the final episode of season four. We are in the kitchen. Kitchen? Yes, we're in the Matthews kitchen, where everyone's like sitting around in the kitchen. And Eric, everyone. Well, Amy and Alan are sitting around, and Morgan is there. Does she say anything this whole episode? She just sits, right? I think she just sits. Um, like, if I hadn't been looking at the television, if I had just been on my notes, I would not have even known Morgan was in this episode. So, they're sitting. Eric comes downstairs, and he's like, all right, so we're getting ready to go on this college tour. And they're like, uh, Eric, um, are you sure that this beach, beach state beach state college is a real college? And he's like, yes. Why? And Alan's like, because I'm reading the letter and there's an awful lot of typos in it. And Eric is like, show me one. And he comes over and uh, Alan points to something. He's like, yeah, being of admissions. What? And so as he's talking about that, um, uh, Sean comes in. 
And Sean is like, got my booger boy ready for the trip. And um, they're like, all ready for Beach State? And he's like, yeah, my dad's friends with the Bean of Admissions. And he also says that they've been recruiting him since kindergarten. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, they all go to leave. And Corey is going too, obviously. Mm-hmm. And Amy and Alan are like, wait, 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 wait. Come back, Corey. And pull him aside and say, listen, we're okay with you going overnight with Topanga. But we want to make sure that you don't do anything dumb. And, and- they talk about like... We just wanted to go over the sleeping arrangements mm-hmm. with you. And Corey's like, what? Did you think something was going to happen if Topanga and I are alone with each other? And like, acts ridiculous. And Alan goes, if anything happens to Topanga, I will kill you. And Corey goes, you like her better than me. And Alan like quietly nods his head, which was adorable. Yeah. But then they go back to the backyard um, where... Mr. Feeney has grabbed Eric to talk to him before he leaves for Beach State. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I really think you should go to Pembroke. Pembroke would be such a a good experience for you. You should really Mm -hmm. consider your options and not just go for Beach State because it's easy. And Eric um, talks about how how great it would be and how much they want him and how Mm -hmm. perfect that would be for him and, and what what difference does it make? He's still going to college. And uh, Mr. Feeney says, at the end of four years, you want to have a degree that means something. Right. Um, and then he says, like, Eric, I've watched you for a long time. I know you'll make the right decision in this. Like, I trust you to make a good choice. Um, and then Eric kind of skedaddles. Corey's in the backyard now. And Topanga walks up. And Corey's just like... Hey, are you ready for a night alone at the beach? And and he's like, you don't have your bags packed. That's flattering. You trust me. Or, uh, it was something like weird. He yeah. and and um and Topanga's like, so I'm not going. My aunt won't let me go and spend the night alone with you. And Corey's like, why? It's just me. And Topanga's like, yeah, that's the point. Like, she said no. And he's like, I'm going to go call her. And Topanga's like, no. Like, Well, he says, like, I can't believe you're letting your aunt get in the way of us. Right. It's very strange to me that Corey, who has known Topanga for forever, is not catching on to her cues. Mm-hmm. Like, he knows her really well. And he's not like, wait. Are you okay? Because obviously she's not okay. Like she's very, very clearly uncomfortable about something. Yeah, but he's a teenager and uh, he thinks that she's just upset that she can't go. Yeah, maybe. Um, So he goes to call her and she's like, no, no, no. Like, don't. What do you what do you what did you think was going to happen this weekend anyway? And he says, like, you and me alone. And she's like, look, it's not going to happen. And he says, this means more to me than it means to you. And she says, this isn't, that's not fair to say. And he says, well, this isn't fair to me. Um, so that's over. And Sean's excited that she's not coming because yeah. he can bring his lounge chair. Right. Um, Sean doesn't think anything of it. He's like brainless in this episode. Sort of. Um, he only has a brain if he's sleeping, I guess. This, this is where we get to the, my favorite Sean yes. stuff. Um, so we cut to this like weird green hallway where this girl is like rushing the whole group of three boys into a closet and she's just like, go, 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 go. She shuts the door and this like older lady comes up and her name is Mrs. Blutman. Mm-hmm. Um, Which makes me think that we've been pronouncing butt gang all wrong because Mark Blutman might be Mark Blutman. However... Butt gang is still correct. Okay. It's not boot gang? <laughs> no, it's not boot gang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That is really funny. Um, so she goes to talk to Miss Blutman and she's like, oh. And, and Mrs. Blutman is like, it's always a good day when there's no boys. And she says, I, I don't mean to be a snitch, but the girls tracked in some dirt downstairs. And, and I think, I think. Some of it was from a boy, and she goes, boy dirt, the worst kind, (laughs) and goes downstairs. Um, 
And now um, the girl ushers very quickly the three boys to a bedroom. And she's like rushing, rushing, rushing them. And from downstairs you hear, boy, get out of here. And he's like, I'm just trying to deliver a pizza. Uh, and Sean says, um, this, this is exactly like a dream I had. Like, no, 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 literally. This is exactly like a dream I had. Everything happened the same way. And they go into the bedroom and she shuts the door and she's like, we have to be very quiet because boys aren't allowed upstairs. And in unison, she and Sean say at the exact same time, especially in 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 the rooms, that's they didn't the stutter bedrooms. like I just did. Um, but they say it together at the same mm-hmm. time. And everybody looks at Sean for a second. He's like, exactly like my dream. Um, and they go through this whole thing where um, the roommate is gone and the roommate is a clean freak. And uh, Sean was like, well, I mean, the roommate's at her boyfriend's house. The, he's the captain of the court football team. And they're and, like, how do you know that? But he says that at the same time as the girl does. And um, there he's like, this is my dream. And Eric goes... And Eric and Sean at the same time yell, I don't want to be in your dream. <laughs> So she leaves, right? She has mm-hmm. to go down to... Well, her and Eric leave. Her and Eric leave, yeah. yeah. So they can go tour the, the college. Right. The campus. Campus. Krampus. Well, I want to watch Krampus. Anyway, we also watch Boy Meets World. Um, <laughs> so... Sean and Corey are talking to each other in the room, and this girl, like, bursts in... Angry girl. And she's like, boys in my room, like, what are you doing here? She's like, Mrs. Bloopman. And she starts yelling and like, Corey shuts the door and he's like, no, please, like, please calm down. And Sean's like, look, Corey, her boyfriend just broke up with her. And she's like, how did you know that? And he was like, it happened in my dream. He said, it happened in my dream, Miss Birthmarker on her tuchus. (laughs) And she like looks down at her butt and like turns to the side and walks away. And she goes to Corey and she goes, hey, you got a name? And he goes, yeah, it's uh, trouble. (laughs) (laughs) And she goes, all boys are trouble. And he starts to talk to her like about how she's feeling about things. And he's like, and she's just like, oh. You're sensitive, huh? And he goes, yeah, I wear light colors a lot. Um, and Sean pulls him aside. and He's like, Corey, Corey, we have to be careful. This is where she uh, vents about her ex-boyfriend. And then she comes over to me and she wrecks me emotionally and physically. Didn't he say sexually? Does no. Does he say physically? He says physically. At one point he says sexually about something and I'm just like, damn. Yeah, that was not here, but yeah. Um, And Corey goes, well, there's one problem with your dream, Sean. Look at her. She's staring at me. And so Sean goes to stand in front of Corey, and she's still, like, trying to look around Sean to see Corey. Mm -hmm. Trouble has indeed begun for Corey. (laughs) What will happen later on in this episode? Find out next on Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. So now we go to like this like lounge, like beach. It's a rec room. Is it a rec they room? They literally call it the rec room. Oh. She's like, this is the rec room. And Tanya's like, what's this thing called? <laughs> uh, and she goes, um, <laughs> and she says, so we, we, we went to the water ski. We did scuba diving. We, and she names off a bunch of, we did beach volleyball. So, I mean, what's left to do? And Eric is like, okay, so maybe we could take a break from all of this fun stuff and you can show me, like, where the learning happens. And she starts laughing and she's like, I'll take you to meet Professor so-and-so. And you can see his Nobel Peace Prize winning um, such-and-such. And he's like, oh, really? And she just starts laughing. She's like, no, that's a walrus that we keep on campus. And he starts talking about how, like, well, I want to, I, I don't just want to come here to party. Like, that's not what I'm about. I worked really hard for this. And she goes, we put in years at John Adams High. So I guess, do we know her? Have we seen her before? No. Are you sure? I'm almost positive. Facebook tell us or we're wrong because I'm sure we're wrong. Yeah. At some point she must have been in an episode. Or not. Or they just threw that in there. Whatever. I'm like, where is this place? Beach State. Yeah, but what beach? Beach. 
Which beach? Beach Beach. Yeah, but if she went to John Adams, are they still in Philadelphia? You can you can go to a local school that's not like in your city, but Philly's not far from beaches. I mean, there's there's beaches on on in Jersey, there's all over the coast there's beaches. Yeah. It just seemed like weird that she's just like, well, we obviously spent a long time at John Adams, and now we're here at and, Beach and she State says, College. All that work we put in at John ha- Adams was for this, for the reward. And Eric is like, well, what about the real world? And she's like, oh, silly, the real world's four years away. And Eric is like, I just spent a year out in the real world, and like this is going to do nothing for my future. Like We're supposed to leave here knowing more than we did when we got here. And... Um, so then he's like left on the couch by himself thinking, cause obviously he's disgruntled. So we go back to the s- sorority bedroom. So this is sorority. I just made it a song. Um, I need more caffeine. Me too. So, uh, we go to back to the bedroom and the, um, um, did we get her name? Yes. Mary Beth. Mary Beth is throwing things out the window. She's on the phone with her boyfriend or ex-boyfriend and she's like, Fine, you want your TV? Here it is. And you want your blah, blah, blah? It's out the window. It'll be on the lawn. And um, she was like, you want your sleeping bag? It's outside. And Corey's like, that's my sleeping bag. Um, And Sean is like, calm down, Corey. This isn't a big deal. This is what happens in my dream. She throws all the stuff out. She turns around. She sees the the first guy that she sees. She takes vengeful sexuality out on. And and then he turns around and he starts to walk towards her so that he's the first guy that she sees. And she's just like, you leave. And like Sean leaves. And, and then it's Corey just starts Corey. to leave and she's like, no, you stay. And then she proceeds to seduce him for 10 minutes. Yes. And like she they she goes into the bathroom while Corey's talking to her through the bathroom. And he's like, yeah, I know how you feel. Like, relationships are hard. They hardly seem worth it. My girlfriend didn't come here because her aunt wouldn't let her. And I was expecting to have a great night with her. And uh, she comes out of the bathroom in, like, a... A jersey, but, like, only a jersey. And mm-hmm. um, he's just like, wow, you look amazing. And she's just, like lighting candles and talking about like the stimulation that comes from the candles and she says we're gonna are you ready to party and he's like party like we're gonna get a clown because if if we're gonna get a clown i'm ready to party and And he says something about and we need to send out invitations and 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 she said are you you nervous and he goes nervous why would i be nervous if we're getting a clown (laughs) um and she's like no no clown it's just you and me and then she she pulls up the candle and what does he say it smells like she lights a candle Corn, and he says, it, cornbread and gosh it was so funny yeah uh, oh and evergreen it was like cornbread corn, and evergreen or something like that which by the way give me that candle please. Uh, yes i would love that candle and she's like no it's this and this it's it's lang lang and sandalwood and she was like sandalwood um opens your mind stimulates and stimulates your, your brain mind, yeah. And he's like, well, what does the Lang Lang stimulate? And she just kind of like looks at him and he's just like, oh. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I gotta go. And he runs and he opens the door and Miss Blutman is right outside vacuuming. And he's like, no. So he goes and he sits back down. Um, and she's like, don't worry. Like, we're going to have a fun time. And he says, no, 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 for real. I have a girlfriend. Her name is Topanga. And she says... Topanga sounds like an interstate exit. Mm-hmm. And he says, no, 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 for real. Like, I can tell, I can show you. And he goes and he grabs the phone and he tries to call Topanga. And, and Topanga's aunt answers. And, um, and he's like, can I talk to Topanga? And she's like, she's not around. Can I have her call you back? And he's like, no, she can't call me back. I'm on the trip that you wouldn't let her go on. And the aunt is like, um, actually, she chose not to go. I was fine no, with her going. She says, I, he, she implies, or, I mean, we don't hear her side of the conversation. Right. But she says that she didn't even know about it. She didn't even ask her. Mm. Because Corey says, like, she didn't even ask her aunt. Um. So then he's upset because Topanga chose not to go. It had nothing to do with her aunt. 
And then, so he hangs up the phone and immediately, like, not even, no look, John Stockton passes, throws the um, phone out the window, and the Mary Beth goes, that's that's mine. And he's like, yeah, well, love is lost. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then she proceeds to continue to try to seduce him. He continues saying no. Like, she has him on the bed, laying down. He is still not into it, and he still does not want it. Well, she kisses him on the nose, and she says... All you wanted was to be alone in the room with the girl this weekend, and now's your chance. I'm going to go shower. I'll be right back. And while she's in the shower, he tries to leave, and Mrs. Flutman is painting the green hallway. So then Mary Beth comes out, and that's when she like has him on the bed. You're and... missing the best part of the episode. You were like, how are we even going to write all this stuff down? I guess you didn't. I didn't, no. She, she comes out of the bathroom um dressing in like a robe or something Mm -hmm. now so she's put on more clothes to seduce him i guess um and he's like no no no, stay right there stay right there and she starts walking and he's like no 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 one two three red light and she keeps walking i can't believe i forgot about that and she keeps walking and he's like well now you're gonna lose the game (laughs) (laughs) so i will say that it was not just like a robe it was like a silky, like, negligee robe. Sure. So. But it was more than only a football jersey. Mm, I would argue it's about the same. You would argue. I would argue that it's, <laughs> Just... it's the same. Um, anyway, so she has him on the bed, and the door opens, and it's Eric. Eric can't see who's on the bed, and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, obviously, you're busy. I just got to get my stuff. And then he's like, hey, have you seen my brother? And then you see this arm, like, come up in the air. And Corey's like, I'm right here. And Eric's like, oh, well, let me just get my stuff and leave. So he goes to do that. And I realized, how did Eric get in if Miss Blutman was just hanging outside the door the whole time? I'm pretty sure at this point Miss Blutman has left. Well, then Corey could have left. He didn't know that. He was pinned to a bed. Hmm, that's true. Like, but he was trying to leave when he could, and he couldn't whenever she was... We We don't need dice We went too long without a dice roll. We don't need that sound. (laughs) Go on. Um, So he was trying to get out in moments where he was left by himself, and in those moments, Miss Blutman was in the hallway. Right now, he didn't have a chance to do that. So Corey wants to talk to Eric. Uh, Mary Beth is like, go ahead. And he I says, gotta go get my laundry from the laundry room, and when I get back, you better still be here. Um, and I think she says, like, you better have made a decision or mm-hmm. something. And uh, Corey is like, look, Eric, this isn't what it looks like. Like, she's she's seducing me, but, like, did you know that Topanga lied to me? And Eric's like, oh, well, then, yeah, she deserves this, huh? Right. And and Eric gives, like, a really good speech about... It was great. Like, he says, you know, you're going to have all of these opportunities arise. That doesn't mean they're the right one. Like, yeah, he's like, a lot of opportunities seem great. Um, but you will miss out on, like, the really good opportunities if you are focusing on just every opportunity that comes along. And then he starts talking about his own experience, what was well, going on with him now. Because Corey says, hey, uh, Eric, his... Eric says, Corey, you deserve better. Mm-hmm. And Corey says, Eric, you deserve better, too, than Beach State. And um, and he asks Eric, like, how his interview went at Pembroke. And Eric was like, I didn't even go. Like, I knew that it was a lost cause. Like, I couldn't even yeah. make myself Said I was scared. go through with it. Um, they want more from me, basically, than Beach State does. And so they have this conversation and then Mary Beth comes back. And she's like, what's your decision? And Corey goes, hey, I love my girlfriend, okay? And then turns to Eric and he goes, just like that. Like, that's how you make a decision. And they go to walk out. Eric leaves and Corey, like, turns back at the door and looks at Mary Beth. And there's, like, a knowing, like, oh, that's a good guy mm-hmm. kind of look. Mm-hmm. And he walks out and then clank. There's a ladder at the door, a window. Yeah. And it's Sean holding a little TV that Mary Beth had thrown out the window. And he's like, look what I found. And she reaches out and she shoves Sean on his ladder over into the ground, which. (laughs) Yeah. Sean's dead. Sean died. 
Like, he would have had a TV fall on his head. This is shot while well, he put it inside the room. No, he fell with, with it. it. I yeah. thought he put it inside. Hmm. I think he was still holding it when he fell, but... I think he was still holding it when he fell, but I'm probably wrong. I can't wait until I'm told that. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so we cut to Pembroke now. Where Eric is dressed all dapper. Mm-hmm. And he's talking to Dean Bollinger, who's behind her desk. And um, he's just like, I didn't make it to my interview. And she's like, your interview was two days ago. Like, you had your chance then. I'm not talking to you about this now. And he was like, look, I know I made a mistake. I missed my chance. I want to make up for that. Please give me an interview. Like, I've realized some things over the past few days. I've realized that I really, really want to be better and I want to learn and I want to be able to um, take my college experience with me into the future. And he's like basically saying all the things that he learned. And she's like, "Okay, cool. But you could have talked to me about that a couple of days ago. Are you about to roll that dice again? No, I just, <laughs> I see it and I want to play with it. Um, yeah, so he says, like, I was scared. I'm sorry. I'm I'm still scared. I'm here and I'm scared. But but I it's a chance that I need to take because this is an opportunity. And she's like, you lost that. Uh, and he, he goes on and says, you, th- I thought Pembroke is about giving people opportunity. And if, if you don't give me an opportunity for an interview, then I guess you're not everything that you say you are. And she go, he goes, I just want my interview. And she goes, I think you just had it. <laughs> <laughs> it was very Feeny. It was. It was very, very Feeny-like. It was. I wonder if she's into Feeny. Let's hmm. find out. Hmm. So where are we now? We are in the living room. Where? Living room, Corey and Topanga are talking. And Corey's like, I can't believe you lied to me. And she's just like, yeah, I know and I'm sorry, but I was not ready for this. And he was like, Topanga, we've been together for a long time. When have I ever pushed you? Like, if you tell me no, I stop what I'm doing. We we talk about this stuff all the time. And she says, I know. I wasn't worried about you. I was worried about what I would do. And I know that I'm not ready for this, but that doesn't mean that I would be able to control myself. Um, so they have this like what I think is a very good discussion mm-hmm. for teenagers to have and for teenagers to see teenagers having. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she like leans into him and they're all cuddled up on the couch. And they talk about how some like the best things in life are worth waiting for. And, and she says, I agree. And uh, the, the best things in life are worth waiting for you. Sexy boy. And he's like, you think I'm a sexy boy? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, I can't wait to tell Sean. And then Topanga makes the best face I've ever seen in my life. Like it freeze frames on her doing like a, I just smelled a fart face. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Um, so now the credits are rolling. post credit scene. Um, We're in the kitchen. Eric got his letter from Pembroke. And everyone's standing around in the kitchen. And he's like, oh, I, it's my letter from Pembroke. I can't open it. He hands it to Corey. Corey's opening it, and... Uh, Corey starts reading it, and he's, like, trying to make it sound bad. And Mr. Feeney says, oh, Eric, don't let it get you down. That Dean... Dean... What's her name? Bollinger. Bollinger. Dean Bollinger is a, is a tough cookie. And he goes, you know her? And he goes, she's been after me for years. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, basically, Corey and Feeney both are acting like... Eric did not get in and Eric's like, can you please just tell me what it says? And Corey's like, well, they are charging an arm and a leg for this. I'll tell you that. And Topanga's like, and they want you there like two days early for orientation. So he got in. He's like, I want it. And everyone screams. The audience screams. And it was like a really good end to that whole like, What's going to happen to Eric? It was. Like, it was a it, it was a beautiful culmination mm-hmm. of Eric's story this season. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to that. Um, and Eric turns to Mr. Feeney, and he's like, thank you for everything, Mr. Feeney. And Mr. Feeney goes, it's what I do. Oh. It was so good. It was so good. So good. Um, so, how would you feel about this episode, Tanya? Um, I liked it. I liked it pretty well. It's one of those ones where it's very, like, simple, like, it's simply done. 
Like, it's not overly complicated. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel like there's a ton to talk about because everything was very much in black and white what was happening. There's not a ton to dig into. That's why we got a pig so we could have a lot to talk about before this episode. Right. We We got a pig for you guys. We should do more stuff for the podcast. Like things in our life and we're just like, I don't don't really want to do this but this this will be good for the podcast. (laughs) That's dumb. Anyway. Um... So I like I really liked it. Obviously, at this point, I am an Eric super fan. So anything that follows his story, I am all in for. Tanya and Cassie. Yep. <laughs> like I just I never expected it to be the thing that I look forward to is watching Eric's development. And I I know that we've struggled with the whole like, well, Eric is just dumb now, but we had that for like a few episodes and then now we have this like beautiful unfolding story of him finding himself and I think like even earlier in this season there were episodes that you were having trouble with and stuff like that when it came to Eric's storyline but for me it was all about him figuring his life out and really trying to find himself and never finding what he was looking for until he started pushing himself to learn more and do better so I just thought his whole arc leading up to this episode was very good. Revisionist history. I mean, there were a couple episodes that we did where you were like, I didn't enjoy the Eric story. And then afterwards, you're like, oh, it makes sense. I really think the only the only time that I really didn't like him or what he was portraying was Thanksgiving. That wasn't this year. No. Like, this season, I think I've liked everything having to do with Eric. Um, I loved his play. Like, you didn't like his play. I adored his play. Like, I loved everything that he did this season, I'm pretty sure. Um, But I also loved the little bits of Corey and Topanga in this episode, Mm -hmm. too. And Corey's reactions to everything were just so perfect. I just... Why is it just a constant, constant, like, forceful sexuality, like, in the show? Like, it's just so much and maybe like I just didn't experience that as much as most people did but I feel like every season we have like these girls that will just not take no for an answer with Corey Mm. it's just so constant I feel like at least once per season I'm saying like why wasn't this girl listening he was saying no she was forcing herself on him like I um I I think it's I think we get that more in this show because it's harder to show the other side of it. Mm-hmm. Like no one wants to watch episodes where it's the other way around. Oh, for sure. Um, but it's not untrue to life. I've been in that situation many times. Right. Uh, and as someone who like I don't, mm, I don't uh find myself initially just attracted to someone in that way like i have to get to know someone and and who someone is completely changes how i feel about them emotionally and sexually um so i've been cory in that situation a lot where i'm the one going no 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 what are you doing don't no i just i don't think that's incredibly common mm-hmm. i think girls are kind of used to guys going yeah sure right so, I understand what you're saying, but I think it's real. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just like, it's. it bothers me that every time Corey is in a sexual situation, he is basically being forced into something that he doesn't want. What other stories are they going to tell, though? Like, he's he. it would be bad to watch him in a situation. I would situation. like to see a girl stop. Oh, okay. That hasn't happened once. Yeah, that's true. Like, he's forced to make out with a girl when Topanga is sick. Like, Mm -hmm. the girl doesn't stop. Mm -hmm. Like, it takes Corey leaving for any of these girls to stop. And I think that's, that's my biggest issue. At no point have any one of these girls stopped what they're doing because he wants them to stop. That's true. And I, and I do think this, um... I think the stories are important to tell, but I do think in some ways this... Uh, probably gave some guys the the wrong uh, response. I mean, mm-hmm. they they watched this going, uh, like, yeah, g- 
sexual assault isn't a problem because girls do it all the time too and and no one stops a girl and it's okay for a girl to do it like i feel like this probably um took uh, took hold in the average nice guy Mm -hmm. in in a bad way Mm -hmm. but i i don't think that's necessarily the show's fault no it's just for me watching, I'm just like, at what point are we going to get a girl who's like, you know what, you're right. I'm going to respect that you're telling me no. It sucks because you're a really nice guy, but I understand. Like, mm-hmm. there's never been that. Yeah. Um, there have been times where Corey has said, like, I respect you as a person. I respect you as a woman or I respect you as a girl. He said it to TK back in season two. Like... Mm-hmm. But no girl respects him as a person. Right. And that's just a little bit frustrating. But otherwise, I thought that this this episode was done so well. I think that oftentimes the two plots are, um, it takes a lot of gymnastics to figure out where they coincide. And this one was done very cohesively where like Corey's struggle and Eric's struggle were very different. But they had the same, like, like the problem solving was the same for both of them. So I really liked this episode. I liked, I liked the little blips of Amy and Alan. They were good this episode. Mm-hmm. And I loved Mr. Feeney's moments. And um, Sean's dreamscape was hilarious. That whole thing was just so funny. Yeah. It was so good. So that's how I felt about it. How did you feel about it? I thought it was great. I I don't think it felt like a season finale. No, it but did that's not. okay. Like maybe just at this point, they were so confident that like they probably had as many seasons as they wanted at this point, like mm-hmm. renewed already. They mm-hmm. probably had a few seasons ready to go. So they were like, we don't need to make it anything special to keep to keep our contract. Right. But I mean, this the episode before definitely felt more like a season finale yes. than than this one did. Which we've. We have had happen quite a few times with this show. I don't think there's ever been a season finale where we're like, now that was a finale. But we've often had a finale eve of Mm -hmm. being like, well, that was a finale. It's true. So. I wonder if there's a reason for that. Who knows? Maybe ABC was like, you can't end on that. Right. End on something silly and fun. I do wish they had said just like a tiny little thing about Mr. Turner. Like... He's doing Mm. better and he moved or like whatever. Like they're like if they had just said like a little tiny thing about him so that we know like what happened. I mean, maybe maybe this episode was written before and Mm -hmm. like it was recorded before and then they just changed the order afterward because it doesn't make sense. They didn't even bring up Mr. Turner. Right. But uh, I, I enjoyed the episode a lot. Sean's dream thing was the funniest thing to me. I don't know why, but like. Him saying things at the same time as everybody was hilarious. Um, it wasn't like a dumb joke. It was this like completely impossible, uh, almost like um, uh, paranormal thing. Like he actually literally dreamed it. It wasn't like a, um, I think I remember this. No, he was saying things as they were saying it. It was just so funny to me. And his pure confidence in it was really good. Like yeah. he was just so con- like obviously this is what's happening because I dreamt that this happened. It would have been so funny too, though, to like complete that loop and have him have to reconcile with the fact that it didn't end the way his dream ended. Mm-hmm. Like it, it went awry. It gave him like an existential crisis. Yeah. Um, but it, there's only so much time in an episode. It was such a fun episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I It was great to watch Eric grow and like accept what he wants and 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 accept that he's going to have to step out of his comfort zone and it really was like the whole season was leading up to that moment it wasn't leading up to anything with Corey or Corey and Topanga Mm -hmm. or anything with Sean this whole season was leading up to this moment with Eric where literally at the end of the season we have everyone screaming and excited and clapping over Eric getting Mm -hmm. into college getting into a decent college right um so it's almost like season four is the Eric season. Right. And I'm wondering where it goes from here because I feel like from here we might get more of the dumb Eric. Yes. But I'm not sure. I don't remember. And I can't see the future. Um, but I did have a dream about it. <laughs> uh, but I thought this was a really great episode. 
Um, not enough dice rolls, not enough pig, but a very good Boy Meets World episode. Yes. Uh, I thought Topanga was good. I think it was really great to hear her say, it's not that I didn't trust you. It's that I didn't trust me, which I think is an important lesson for people to learn. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been in scenarios where I'm like, I'm not going there because I don't trust me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's important for people to pick up on. Um, They could have highlighted that a little bit more. But because like it's one of those things where I would love for our kids to watch that and for us to say, now, did you get that? (laughs) But I feel like it's very... It's not highlighted at all. So we would have to really be like, okay, now, did you catch the part where they, she said... See, that's the parent thing to I know, do. Like, I know. We can't really do that and hope that they learn from well, it. Well, that's what we I'm saying. We can hope that the things that they consume also highlight stuff like that, which I think that they do consume things that highlight things like that. Mm-hmm. At least Aubrey does. And, um, I mean, the boys don't consume much, <laughs> like... But I do think, like, it was a really, really um, sweet thing to have her say, like, I know that I'm not ready, but sometimes basically my body thinks that I am, Mm -hmm. and I have to control that, and I was very worried about that. Right. Because I think we often think that, like, if we are feeling these feelings, then maybe we are ready. Mm -hmm. Like, at that age where we're just like, but I feel these things, and I want to do this. And you forget that there's, like, an emotional aspect to it. Right. Anyway, that's how I feel about this episode. Did I leave anything out? I thought it was really good. Uh, still butt gang forever. It's not blute gang. Right. Um, it was never blute gang either. It was boot gang. What the fuck ever? It's not any of it. It's nothing. <laughs> it's butt gang. Butt gang 444 life. Anyway. Uh, anything else you want to add? I don't think so. Surprised by how short this episode was for a season finale. Well, because like I said, it's so um, it's so simple, mm-hmm. and really for 15 minutes of the episode, Corey's just getting seduced by the college girl. It's so, true. Um, you know, there's not a lot to add to that, but it was a really fun episode still, mm-hmm. and I am so excited for season five. Like, just so excited. Well, you better be, because we're doing a podcast about it. <laughs> Are you guys excited for season five? Are you guys excited for season five? Let us know on our Facebook. You can find us on Facebook by going. Uh, just type in Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World into the search bar. And you can you could also find us on Twitter, I guess. <laughs> at BMG and BMW. Or you can email us. At BMG and BMW at gmail.com. Um, that's that's going to do it for us in season four. That's a wrap on season four. Yeah, next week we'll have to do something different. Who knows what? We don't. We don't. Maybe it'll just be the pig and the chickens talking into the mic for an hour. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be going, we were unprepared for this. And we're like, yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> then they're done that pig and chickens. Uh, anyway, that's going to do it. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season 4, Episode 22. Class dismissed.